Think of one thing that you've been hesitant to take action on, whether it's a conversation or an action or something, and then just go out there and do it and see how that works out. And you're going to start to see that you're going to make these amazing, amazing moves in the direction that you now as an adult say you want to go to. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Elon and Guy here from Satori Prime. Say hi, buddy. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, people? We got something very cool in store today. We were brainstorming many, many topics and what we could do. We wanted to do something like sexy and provocative and yet be super informative. So we've labeled this one, how being weird is a secret recipe for success. And we'll probably take this in a bunch of different angles. The the ultimate intention and the outcome for this particular uh, talk, if you will, is I think a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, are in a constant fight with themselves because they feel out of place. We so don't follow the norm of what society thinks is okay and right and all that stuff. And I think from a very, very young age, a lot of us have always been slightly or more than slightly against the grain and have been people who 
never kind of followed the herd or understood why all these people are just kind of going in this direction and were told that, you know, we're wrong for thinking certain things or doing certain things or dressing certain ways. And I think that kind of core programming has controlled a lot of the things that that we are, what we believe we are, et cetera. And especially when someone's really trying to step out and do something really big, it's these these core programs that kind of stop the flow of creativity and I think put a lot of people in the box. So today we want to kind of debunk that entire myth and actually talk to you guys about how your weirdness is one of your greatest assets, in fact. And the weirder and more out there you allow yourself to be, how that actually impacts your business. So one of the things I want to just share with you right off the bat is uh, there's a great book by a guy named Stuart Wilde. Uh, the book's called Infinite Self. And in it, Stuart creates this amazing distinction where he calls the weirdos, us, probably everyone on here, Guy and I for sure, he calls us fringe dwellers. And I think it's a great term. I think weird has a lot of connotation with it. Um, fringe dweller might be easy for someone to kind of grab a hold on to. And fringe dweller, if I can just wrap what he said really quickly is, you know, everything in the world happens like within this circle. Fringe dwellers are the people that are always kind of like sitting at the edge of that circle, always kind of peering out into the unknown, looking for what to create, what's next, where are things going? They're not the people that conform and just kind of follow the rules. And it's these fringe dwellers. It's us. Every one of you that is listening I believe wholeheartedly you're part of this fringe dweller community. What we have found is that the more you allow yourself to be who you are, unapologetically who you are, the more success will come. Whether that is in relationship capital, whether that is in mental capital from an idea standpoint, or whether that is just in money in your bank account, our process, especially when we work with entrepreneurs, is just allowing them to be themselves unapologetically to such a degree that it becomes contagious and attractive for those around them. Like I, I feel like every role model that you could probably come up with, you know, Ryan probably being one of them, like one of the characteristics that we love about people that we look up to is that they just, I'm going to say it in a way, in a weird way, but like they just don't give a fuck. And not like they don't give a fuck about people. It's they don't give a fuck about what people think about them. And that creates any of the decisions that they're making. And that's a really powerful place. It's, it's very sexy to us to see other human beings that operate from that place where they can just be their own person. So that's really what we want to kind of talk to you guys here about today. And with that, I'll let Guy take it from here. Yeah. Well, it's like operating free of uh, perception. So... Yeah, I absolutely love that. It's funny that you bring that up. I, I think, well, I, I don't. I want to create a more holistic view on everything because, right, what we're going to say is, well, your average person is dealing with trying to become more normal. Uh, all these entrepreneurs are trying to deal with trying to be more weird, which is another way of saying like bringing out your, your unique gifts, right, and stuff like that. Here's the funny part. They both create pressure. I just had like a conversation with a friend of mine this weekend who I haven't seen in quite a while. And she's, she's a strange bird. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like, she's 
highly psychic. I mean, for lack of a better word, she's kind of talking to aliens and I, and I validated it. Like a lot of the stuff that comes through her was really beautiful, you know, crystal stuff like that. And she kind of confided in me. She's like, I, she's like, I've been sad. And she's like, sad, like, like suicidal sad. And I'm like, wow. And we had this really beautiful conversation at the end. She said, thank you so much for letting me be weird. Mm. And I said, honey, like, that's great. I'm like, what if we took the emphasis off the need to be weird? Right. Cause it's kind of, it's like a both and right. Like everything is a little bit paradoxical and it's both giving you its gift. And it's like, we all want to fit in normal. Right. And yet we all want to stand out, be these like crazy unique people. And I think you just gotta, again, like choose in and know when to choose in. If I'm sitting at a dinner table with my family and they're all talking about something that they're really connected with. And I'm like, Hey guys, uh, you know, in uh, 1640, dinosaurs were walking all over Britain eating people. And they're like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because I'm really concerned with being weird. It's like Andy Kaufman, you know, like that kind of weird. Um, also doesn't work. So I, I think it's it's almost like giving up that there is a way, right? I, I do think it's cool to kind of like lean into your weirdness once in a while, let the freak flag out a little bit, enjoy being an entrepreneur, say some things that people might not enjoy. I think what what is valuable from what you were talking about is, look, when we say weird, I think part of it is like true self-expression, right? So it's like, can you authentically share yourself in a way that touches, moves, and inspires people? That's what an entrepreneur many times does, right? Granted, there's entrepreneurs just hucking products, like selling stuff on Amazon. There's people who are creating social movements, like Elon and myself. Uh, None of it is right or wrong. It's just like, what kind of entrepreneur are you? You don't necessarily need to be weird to push some product on on Amazon, right? Like you could be whatever you are. So I think, again, I just want to not vilify one or the other. I do think that there's something very valuable, though, in allowing yourself to look at, okay, what, what is the status quo of humanity? And if I want to deliver on something that creates uh, value in a new way, or I want to speak to a certain group of people that is more in line with my energy and my body, then kind of just going down the you know rigmarole of the normality, it's probably not going to get you there because you're not going to get a lot of attention standing in a crowd doing what everybody else is doing, being what everyone else is being, speaking how everyone else is speaking. I can tell you, like, I love that fringe dweller feeling. I love that weird feeling at the same time with all the stuff that me and you work on and how we get to accept everything, make everything right, right? Not judge anything. The moment I, the moment I start leaning into weird as it's the right thing to do and being normal is the wrong thing to do, I judge everybody who's not that. And I don't have any way to effectively work with them. Let, let me recontextualize weird because yeah. cool. the way that you took it is is a little bit different. It's what you said in that piece, which is like unapologetically you. And I think unapologetically you is an energy. There's like an energy behind you. Whenever you are so comfortable in your skin that you can say what is right for you to say and be responsible for how that lands for other people. A lot of people are like, oh, say whatever the hell you want. Eh, you know, like there's another person on the yeah, other that's, end. That's the uh, I don't give a fuck crowd. Yeah, like you you can – That that's the – you know, the other side of, I don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, when, cause most people, especially when they're entrepreneurs, we go through this whole contrast bias thing where we're constantly comparing ourselves to everyone around us. Um, and, and not only people that are above us, right? Like you, you, you have people above you that you're trying to like 
justify in your head like why are they so far ahead and then you always have like people that you look at well well they're below right and then we're like constantly doing this like measuring act of ourselves and so then comes this other piece you go to all these networking events right and whatever business model you're in and you go there and it's this whole like pressure situation it's like how do i look how do i sound did i say the right thing like can i walk up to this person right that takes a lot of energy a lot one of the things that annoys me more than anything else is people that show up one way on videos or even on stage and then you're in a private room with them or somewhere else and they're like an entirely different person. I can't tell you how much that irks me. It, it's just I, – I don't get it. Like do you really put on like a mask and go out and do these things and then you – like in your private life, you're a compl- it just doesn't make any sense. So I can tell you from an energy perspective – the more you're in tune and aligned to who you are, that you don't have to apologize for it, that you get to say whatever is there for you to say, obviously be responsible for it, that you get to do the things that feel right for you, that you just get – and you don't do that with like every step of the way going, oh, I wonder how they're going to think or I wonder what this person is going to say or I wonder if, if I go to this group like – right? You know. Inside of you, your truth, you know that truth. And the more you let that truth out, the more that impacts the success of your business to the point that even if you are selling products on Amazon, okay, there's still an energy to that, right? I'm not saying like you need to be the guy in a fucking blue wig with like a pink <laughs> shirt on and your business on Amazon. No, I'm, that's not the weird I'm talking about. The weird I'm talking about or the fringe door I'm talking about is like, there are things in you that you hide from other people and you spend a lot of energy and a lot of time hiding those things from other people. I'll give you an example for me. Like I grew up and the program that I programmed myself from a very, very young age, all of these weird programs are created from a very young age. Something happened to me. It's inconsequential at this point. And somewhere at the age of like four, I decided that I was a loser And so like my whole thing, my entire life was hiding from everybody that I'm a loser. Now, this was all done unconscious. It's not like something I was like every day. I was like, okay, you know what? I I don't want them to know I'm a loser. So like I didn't do that. It just something got programmed in and that's the program. And the program to protect me did all that stuff. Now, obviously created some wonderful things. Like you can imagine if you're trying to hide that I'm a loser, like you have to get good at shit, right? So that was great. And even that came with a price. So like, as we started to do this work, I started to see, wow, I'm a loser. It's really been running the show for other people that we coach, you know, uh, you know who the people with the most PhDs and master's degrees and who are like the most incredibly educated people are those that their program is I'm stupid. Always. If you have three PhDs on your wall, I guarantee you your thing is I'm stupid because everything you've been doing in life is to prove to other people that you're not stupid right? So you can kind of see like, and what I would tell you is like, that takes a lot of energy, whether you're consciously doing it or unconsciously doing it. And when we're talking about being a fringe dweller and weird and all that stuff, like letting your freak flag fly, it's what if you got to live an existence where you didn't hide the thing, where you didn't have to put on some other mask to fit in or belong or feel accepted or loved or any of that stuff, 
like how much more energy would be you'd be able to contribute to creation and manifestation and connection and love and peace and freedom in your life versus all this other stuff yeah i think it's all it's you know it's just a discussion there's no right or wrong here we could say we're uh, we're wanting to normalize being weird right and more than anything it's like normalizing uh authenticity i would say sexify sexify i'm normalized yeah, well, I, you know, you know, fair enough. We we could use we could use them all. Sexify, sexify. So <laughs> there's something really powerful into leaning into it, uh, uh, just to discover new things about yourself. I think a lot of entrepreneurs definitely turn to logic and understanding, Western-minded type of thinking for creativity. I always found it really interesting early on in coaching, even today, how like creatives will oftentimes actually choose trauma over healing trauma because they're, they feel like the core of the creativity is coming from the trauma. Mm-hmm. Like you actually see this in Hollywood and other places a lot where, where this kind of stuff runs rampant. People actually sometimes don't want to do the work because they feel like they're going to lose the essence of what makes them creative instead of like um, realizing or noticing the creativity really comes out of like almost sporadicism and sitting in silence. There's mm. like creative thought just comes through um, and that you don't actually have to drive the ship all the time. I think an, an argument could be made, made in both directions. I would assert, at least in my experience, this is a personal experience, that most of society is conditioned to be normalized, is so afraid to step out of line, is so afraid of the social backlash of saying something um, that they're not allowed to, especially in today's world where, you know, political correctness has gone like really... Uh, I would say way too far. The pendulum has swung far in the other direction. Yeah, it, and it, and it's interesting because like there's there's conversations, and I'm like I'm glad we're having that, and I'm hating how the conversations being had at the same time. A lot of what we're seeing in Hollywood today with like you know the the, the, the sex and stuff, and, and and I'm all for like women having feeling safe. Like that's totally in alignment with what I'm committed to. I've actually had those kind of conversations in my life before, uh, not not as a perpetrator, but as somebody who's like stood up for those kind of rights. And I think it's valid. I think when it starts becoming like, uh, hey, look what they're doing and then using it like that, then it, it becomes ineffective. So just to kind of like bring it back to the entrepreneurial stuff, we kind of have lived in this world where people are so afraid of like their comment box. You know, like if I put this, like what will they think? And it's like, okay, well, you're stifling part of yourself. If it's really in your heart to go and like share something online and wh- however weird it is, whatever i'll say this i don't know when this will air but netflix a few days ago aired a new uh documentary called andy and jim and it's uh jim carrey playing andy kaufman 20 years ago for man Man in the moon oh yeah so there was a behind the scenes documentary being done and the girl filming it is actually andy kaufman's ex-girlfriend like before he passed away so this was something jim carrey wanted to share with the world because it was a form of artistry Jim said when he took the role that he lost himself and that basically like the spirit of Andy, like tapped him on the shoulders. Like, can I use your body? And for the entire time they filmed it, he was Andy Kaufman. Like he's like, he couldn't think like Jim, like just checked out. He smoked cigarettes the entire time. And Andy Kaufman and one of his buddies who like did comedy in the seventies. And it was really fucking weird comedy, by the way, it wasn't even comedy. It was just like, let's push the envelope of what people think is real. Basically they created an alternate character, this guy called like Tom Clifton, who was this like drunk, fat person. So like Andy would get booked on shows and this guy Tom would show up instead and Andy wouldn't break character. 
Like he would just tell him, he's like, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. I'm Tom. So Jim had to play both wow. in the movie. And I'm telling you, watch it. And you're not watching Jim Carrey. You are like, I have chills thinking about it. So what's cool about it is Universal asked him to bury, bury the footage because he was such, he's such a big megastar. Like he took off in 94, 97, this movie came out and they asked him to bury the footage because they thought it made him look like an asshole and they didn't want to ruin his brand, which they didn't think they could sell if the people saw that. Huh. So they said, bury this footage, don't let it out. And it's been 20 years now. And they were finally like, okay, you know, whatever. And if you guys have seen Jim Carrey recently, he's like spiritual fucking master Jedi guru. And it's him now talking about that 20 years ago. So wow. it's him with the beard, like from this really spiritual place talking about this. So it's an awesome movie. Like I absolutely loved it. And like Jim Carrey's the fucking man. He's like one of my top five people I don't have dinner with. So I really love that. Now, why am I saying that? Because what I, what I, I don't know Andy Kaufman because it happened before my time. It was like early seventies, late sixties. And that's kind of what it was. He was like this experiment of like bending reality for people and what they thought was allowed and purposeful. And he just, and he pushed so hard. The thing is like, he couldn't come out of the character because if he came back, the things he did were so fucking weird and sometimes debatable as like borderline schizophrenia and other things that if he broke character, he would have to deal with those things. So we had to keep going, like, it almost seemed like you have to keep going deeper into the character to not be called out on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the reason I'm bringing all that up is like, he's a person that was like, look, this is my self-expression. He yep. always seemed to be that way. And if he was concerned with what the public thought about what he was doing, he would have had to break character and go back into this little shell and break what was, purpose to him what was self-expression to him and you know whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're just somebody i don't believe that any human being on this planet is full whole and complete unless part of what you're committed to is your full self-expression then you're one of these humans who will call normalized or another way to say it is when i look at people who are normalized quote unquote it's a person with one foot in their grave they're not living they're waiting their time out and they're not doing much or being much with really the gifts that they've been giving really for the one thing, it's like, what will they think? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like what Elon brought up. There's this part of ourselves that we shame so much that we feel if other people found out that that was broken, even though it's not really broken, we're just so ashamed of it that like we would, I don't know, turn into a black hole and get sucked through it. I'm, you know, the, different people have different experiences with why they don't let that out. I know for me, it was the same thing around depression and suicide. It was stuff I didn't want to talk about because I didn't want to be judged through that lens. Um, and then the irony of this whole thing is that when you start sharing about that stuff, you inspire people because there's so many people dealing with this kind of stuff that it's actually what lets you out of the shell and, and, and people embrace that authenticity with love. And they actually want to get closer to you where people think it's like, wow, if I tell people they're going to run away from me. And if you run that experiment, you will find, because we've taught this to thousands of people when you let that out, like what happens is people get connected to you and it actually becomes your like power story. It's, it's because it's, it takes so much courage to step up and do something like that. That's why these role models, that's why we look at these people that are able and willing to go there to be a fringe dweller. You have to accept that there are going to be people that absolutely love and adore you. And there are going to be people that absolutely hate you. 
You know, like I can't tell you how many people love what Guy and I do. And then there's a whole group of people that absolutely hate what Guy and I do. I think, I think, I think hate's a bit of a strong word. I would just look like anything else online. If you think you're going to avoid trolling <laughs> online, that's like, you're going to avoid breathing when you walk outside, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just going to happen. Yeah. And if, if that's what's stopping you or stopping you from having a conversation with someone or asking someone for a meeting or taking whatever that plunge is for you, right? Like a lot of the times people that we work with are in a transition where they're going from an employee mentality. They're looking to start their own businesses, things like that. And inherent in that, right? When you step out on your own and you're the only one that can be held responsible, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that. And it unpacks a lot of stuff like old stories and old perceptions and how your parents were about businesses and money and what you saw all of it just kind of like bubbles to the surface really, really fast. And it's, it's disorienting for a lot of people. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class. Or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. The most successful people I know are people that have got, and I'm not talking success just as in money in your bank account success, okay? So like, I don't want you to hear it as just money in your bank account. I mean, the people that have the healthiest relationships, uh, both intimate and and friends, um, amazing parents, really fit, surround themselves with amazing people, right? Like those people have gone deep and worked on themselves, those people have made it their life's mission to unleash their soul's purpose and gift out onto the world, no matter what the majority will think of it, because it's their God-given right and it's their self-expression. And if you take nothing from this other than this, it's like there is so much gift inside of you right now, the thing that's kiboshing that gift from fully being unleashed is your concerns about looking good, your concerns about what people will think, your concerns about how you will show up, right? Like if I fail, what it will it mean? You don't give a shit about what you say. What will they say? Mm. You know, when my house was being foreclosed on and I had a baby on the way, like I could deal with, okay, I, you know, I'm going to live on the street, but like, what would others say if they saw me living on the street? Like, what would, that's the kind of stuff that keeps you up at night, right? And you're here to have your life's journey. 
and your life's journey is your life's journey, right? It's, it's going to have your experiences, your wins, your losses, your loves and your heart. It's going to have all of it because that's what makes a great movie, right? Like it's, it's boring for any, anything else. If you just got that and got that everyone else is going through their movie with all their stuff, right? I know social media today makes it very difficult to understand. It should be like, what did someone say this weekend? They're like, uh, exa- exaggeration book instead <laughs> of Facebook or something. I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of what it is. Like very few people will go on Facebook and be like, I just had the worst fucking day. And like, this is what's happened. You know, it, it's like, I, I made this amount of money three years ago, but I extrapolated it now to be, you know, my three years worth of income. And like, I make this now every day and right. Like it, it's hard. And I think now more than ever, we live in a world where transparency is key. And if you get that as a human being, every one of us has a really serious like bullshit detector. You know, like you walk into a room, you feel energy, whether you're even conscious about energy or not, right? Like you've walked into a room, people have just fought in the room. They're like, hi. You're like, what the fuck just happened in this room? <laughs> right? Like, you don't need to be a therapist or anything. You just feel that energy. Like there's places that you've walked into. You're like, ah, I don't know why I can't be in here. Right. Now. Right. Like we feel that. And so I was just reading in a book that this upcoming generation, like the millennials and millennials is not an age thing. They were talking about millennials as like people that have a certain thought process. Sure. Like there's a thought process to millennials and baby boomers today think more like millennials than, than they did as baby boomers, it's just like a, it's not an age thing. It's a societal societal thing. Like we're going through a change. You know, we're the most marketed to generation of all time from a very young age. Like I'm talking people who are like way younger than us. They have been dealt so much hype and BS from the day they were born that they're like, everyone's at the point where like enough's enough enough's enough. Like, and that's why people that share quality stories, people who are authentic and transparent are people who are kind of starting to become more, I don't know if famous is the right word, but like more sought after, I guess. And it doesn't matter again, like whether you're behind the scenes selling products or anything like that, there's a team that you manage. There's a family that you roam around. There's friends that you be with, right? Like imagine if you were living a life from that place of it's okay for me to be me and it's okay for it. In fact, it's not just okay for me to be me. That's the ultimate fucking game in life. Be the most you, you could be everyone else is taken, right? Like, and the more you be you, the more opportunities you attract, the more people want to be around you, the more money people will give you like money follows value period. End of story to be more valuable. You have to be willing to be more you. And I know that at times, like, it seems like you're standing on the edge of the world. And like, if I take this step, this is going to really like, it Burn. feels like it's going to kill you. Yeah. And yet look at your own life experience and realize like every time you've taken one of those steps, every time, not only have you survived it, you've thrived it. Like it's the thing that's produced the amazing results in your life. And yet notice how the programming keeps you standing on the edge keeps you from, from taking that plunge over and over. And so I'd love to offer you guys like, go, 
go. Just play it and and take those risks and say what they're there for you to say instead of worrying about being accepted or loved or they'll run away or this and that. Like next time you're at that moment, speak, act, mm. and just play with what happens. You know exactly what's going to happen if you don't. Take that chance. Yeah, and there's really not enough like information that you can gather mm. to get to to make that happen, right? Like you can go, what are those classes um, where they teach them how to speak in front of a room? Like a public speaking course, right? It, you don't go there and they're like, okay, well, step one, you're going to step out in front of the audience. Uh, step two, you're going to wave with your right hand. Uh, step three, you're going to smile. You're going to remember to say your name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's like, it, it's you're not going to get it that way. You just kind of get on stage and you just kind of go and, and figure it out. I mean, we've been speaking on stage for close to six years now in some capacity. There are times I get in front of a room with a hundred, hundreds of people. I don't, I get on stage. I'm like, I'm good. And there have been times where I'm in a room with like 12 people and I got to give a talk and I'm like freakishly nervous. And it's actually funny. It's, it's kind of in reverse because when there's a big room, you can, kind of avoid presence you're kind of just looking out over the audience and when it's a small room there's that like oh i'm really being seen here it's intimate and it's intimate and it, and it changes that and i've known that for years like you take a ceo who could talk in front of thousands of people about the business you could do it all day long you put them in front of three people ask them a personal question they turn into like a raisin they can't say two words and, and it's this interesting dichotomy so like there's no secret to getting on stage and just feeling great i'm sure the best artists on the planet feel so nervous before they get out there or they vomit or you know, whatever happens to the body. Cause again, that's a automated response since you were a kid. If you had some bad experience early on with getting in front of people and talking, that response is going to be there when you have to get out in front of people and talk. Yep. And, and again, a lot of people just wait to like, I'll take a course or I'll put it off or like, I'll do this challenge. And it's like, there, there's really only one way. It, and it's interesting, right? I remember writing a, like long pieces of content, blog posts, making videos, and like my hand shaking as I would post it online because for that those same reasons, it's like you almost have to convince your mind that it's not unsafe. You know, like it feels like things are unsafe, so it doesn't want to take that action because it's like, well, things are going to be safe if we do that. Funny enough, is like the more you have those thoughts, the more the unsafe type of circumstances you seem to attract yourself. Cause I do remember early on having like clients that were like, that would like come and find us. And then they're just like, Oh my God, this is terrible. They're wanting to send them away or, you know, like the conversation would just get weird. Like now I've gotten so good at kind of identifying that energy. It's also not really an energy that shows up around us anymore. Cause I just don't have that belief and ethos that things will go that way. So it's like, even when things aren't perfect, I just know the next great thing is coming. And that, that, that you, you just, sorry to cut you off, but like you just hit on that point, which is our energy when we got started, because we were trying to be something, right? Like we thought this is what it looked like to be a coach, right? And because of that, we attracted certain opportunities and certain clients. Our ability to be us today, to be so okay with this is how we show up, like it or not, like this is who we are, always podcasts, bar, restaurant, live event, stage, always the same. That's started to attract a whole different type of opportunity and a whole different type of client base. And that's really what I mean. Like a lot of the times people 
are so externally focused, right? Like my business isn't doing this. So what do they do? It's like, okay, well, this person's doing that. That's got to work. And then they go do that thing. But that thing doesn't work for you. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when we got to look like inward and be like, we're just going to be more us and more. And, and by the way, this is an ongoing process. This is not like I've reached some place where I'm like, no, I'm always uncovering what's in the way. What's the thing that I'm not quite safe, feeling safe to say or take action on, et cetera. And like Guy and I have just trained ourselves like that's what we go after. So mm-hmm. yeah, sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to. No, no, it's all good. I just want to clarify here, right? Like the, there's that attitude of like, no, no fucks given. I was actually walking through a little fair this weekend and there was actually a sock that said no fucks given on a pair of like nice socks. And I was like, <laughs> so good. It's so good. I was like, how do I not buy that? <laughs> anyway, the point is, is like, I think there's, there is a contrast between like that attitude of like, I don't give a fuck. That's almost like, I don't care how, what I'm saying is impacting you. Okay. That that's like the unconscious, almost kind of like angry protection mechanism. And now my communication is coming from like, I'm going to protect myself and be angry versus the other side of it, which is like, I'm so aligned. Your opinions and thoughts of me no longer sway that alignment. And that comes with practice. I don't know how someone would start trusting themselves wholly completely without just seeing what it looks like when you actually express yourself in ways that most people would deem like super courageous or kind of crazy. That might be like walking, like some people walking down the street and you just decide to skip down the street. Sure. You might be nervous as you look like a fucking moron, but at the end of it, you're like, Oh, that didn't kill me. And nobody's opinion going like, that's strange really changed how I feel that that was kind of fun and giggly when I did that. Right. And it, and it, it's kind of going through that. I mean, look, the, the deeper work that Elon and I work on with our clients is really like feeling through a lot of the shame that we've created as children, right? Through our parents and through society and all these different things. And it's really another way of saying that is just energy that you've kept in the body because you're not willing to fully experience it. And sensations that until they see their way through their cycle are going to have some kind of emotional and mental impact on you. Okay. The beginning of that is kind of going through a few actions that let you know that when I do this, people don't like get, get rid of me. I don't lose my friends when that happens. And there is, and there is a way to communicate things that to some people might land as aggressive or make people defensive. And that's all just learning how to like re-communicate because a, a lot of our communication comes from being defensive. It doesn't come from, let me show you what's available. So it's like we get online and we start reprimanding people like, yo, entrepreneurs, you got to be this way. And, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And people are like, what is this that you're talking about? And they start getting defensive right away. And it's, it's really about learning how to communicate in a way that provides people with access to something. And I think that's a, a really big shift in, in the way that, you know, most people are just not operating because they have, they've been taught by their parents and by society, particular models of how we communicate and deal with one another. And it's like, guys, look across society, looking through politics. It's like, I don't know about you, but a lot of these communication patterns don't seem to work. Like the last time I checked out the news, people don't get on the news and they're like, Hey, so what's your position with like a big smiley face? And the other person's like, well, let me tell you my, my, my position. It's like really kind of cool. And the other person's like, wow, your position's really neat. I'm going to check that out. It's more like, People don't come on the news to discuss anything. 
It's not, they don't even come on to discuss. They come on to just give you a point of view. And if anybody has anything that's contrasting, like go fuck yourself. That's basically the attitude. Guys, I don't, I don't know about you politically, uh, geopolitically, with your friend peers. If that's how we talk to each other, if that's how we're training to communicate with one another is, yeah, guess what? Attraction marketing is not going to (laughs) work when you're positional about everything and you make other people positional too. So there has to be like, uh, or there gets to be a softening in how we approach contrasting point of views in such a way that we still remain open and say, huh, that's interesting. Let me validate that through my own experience and see if that feels good. I don't know about you guys. That's a world I want to live in. That's the kind of company I want to run. That's the kind of people I want to spend time with. I don't want to invest my time, my limited time in this physical body with people who are like, here's my opinion and this is all that matters. It's my way or the highway. That's like old school fucking mentality to me. A lot of what we're talking about is 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 giving people an opportunity through your authentic sharing to actually have breakthroughs in their own self-expression. And I think that's really a beautiful part about modern entrepreneurship if you take it. Yep. So look, I just leave you guys with a few other thoughts here. One, check in with your own life, like validate what we've spoken about here in your own experience. Does this resonate for you? You know, when I've done things like this, what kind of the results was I producing? Right? Because a lot of the times, especially when we were starting out, we're doing things completely unconsciously and some shit works and some doesn't. And we don't really track that stuff. So just like take notice, right? The second thing is challenge yourself, challenge yourself, not as in like a life or death challenge, as in like a game I get to play challenge, which is a notice where the fitting in the having to belong to get love or acceptance in a group, right? Or from a certain person kicks in and just notice in that moment, it's just a program. There's an operating system that you have inside of you. The unfortunate part for you or us is that that operating system was created over 97% between the time you were three and seven years old. Do you think you view the world slightly different than you did when you were three to seven years old? Obviously, right? And especially when you're taking these big old leaps into these amazing out there worlds, right? Trying to do incredible things like you're going to be met. This little three, four, five-year-old kid inside of you is scared. I got a lot of stuff about who they are and what they're capable of and not capable of, et cetera. And so when you feel that programming kick in, you can actually stop yourself in that moment and go, oh, wow. Okay. I'm really concerned about X, Y, and Z right now. Or it's not even me. It's my little boy or my little girl is really concerned about X, Y, and Z. Okay. I'm an adult. I get to view the situation like, what do I get to see this as? Do I get to see this as an opportunity? Do I get to see this? And take action consistent with how you say you view the world this day versus how the operating system or the knee-jerk reaction of being human being will have you create. And every time you do that, that in essence creates a new operating system, a new operating system because operating system is there to do one thing and one thing only. And that is keep you safe, keep you alive. That's it. It doesn't give a shit if if you're healthy in a good relationship or a bad relationship, poor, it doesn't care. You're, you're alive. That's good. It's winning. 
Okay. Now that stops you from having a satisfying, fulfilling, magical, amazing life. And every time you reprogram and you just take another step and another step and another step, what you students start to see and validate is that when I do these things, life actually works better. I get to meet better people. I get to connect and have more opportunity. I get to make more money. I get et cetera, right? And then all of a sudden, this, this operating system that's geared to help you survive goes, wow, well, we survived this. This is good. You know, like we, he does this, she does this, this works out well. Let's keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And you're almost like releasing the, the parking brake from, from allowing you to move forward. And I would just invite you all to pick an area of your life at the end of this and think of one thing that you've been hesitant to take action on, whether it's a conversation or an action or something, and then just go out there and do it. And see how that works out. And you're going to start to see that you're going to make these amazing, amazing moves in the direction that you now as an adult say you want to go to. Love it. Any last words, thoughts? Yeah, look, I think at the the end of the day, my invitation to you, it's not even a challenge, is if you're in the kind of business, specifically the ones I would say that can can impact people socially, that you have something uh, to share that... you want to make a difference in this world. Uh, that's the the light side of the internet, right? Is that we we have this incredible platform today to share ideas and visions with one another. And I, I truly believe that every single one of us is, is blessed enough to have some kind of gift that can impact people if we let it. I invite you if there's something that you've been putting like, oh, I'll get to it someday or it's on the shelf you know, just look at who can I share this with today? Who can I share this dream of mine today? We so often get stuck in complaints uh, about what we don't want and what doesn't feel good and politics, what's happening in the world. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in all that stuff. And what we forget is we also get to talk about what we dream about, what makes us happy and joyous and and being in conversation, communication and discovery of curiosity uh, of what it looks like to produce that and who you get to become and be in order to be the person that can get that done. Yeah. Make it an amazing, amazing week, everyone. Talk soon. Love you guys. Bye. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, But when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, 
just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. Bye.